It's a takeaway Tuesday here, and we are talking about Tom Brady and the offense struggling to finish drives in New England, the injury issues that are running rampant throughout the Bucks secondary, and we dive into our biggest takeaways from the Week 4 victory over the New England Patriots. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast and thank you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Bucks is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, thanks to places like Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Thanks again out there for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen every day today. Like James said in the opening there, we're going to talk more about Tom Brady's return to New England, to Foxborough, to face the New England Patriots. Came out the win but we can't say that it was an impressive win. Definitely not a win uh, that if he could box them and, and put them on his shelf, that's not going to be one that he would put on the mantle other than the fact that it was a big old dub. If the stats are on there, if the final score is on there, not one of Tom Brady's best performances. Of course, he's not alone out there. He's got 10 other teammates on the field uh, at any given time, so the struggles don't lie just with the quarterback. We're going to dive in a little bit more on that because Bruce Arians on Monday, James was asked about that offense struggling, specifically inside the red zone. Uh, and he mentioned that they they face a lot of double coverages that they really weren't expecting. I mean, he even mentioned Greg McElroy, uh, who I keep calling Greg McElroy. His name's actually Cody McElroy. I swear I'm not an Alabama fan, but I keep calling him Greg McElroy. Uh, shout out to my buddy Mike Kiwak, who actually corrected me on that this weekend. That's funny. If he's watching this or listening to this, he's going to get a big, big kick out of that. But Cody McElroy, Buccaneers tight end, uh, you know, on the active roster this weekend, got on the field, and, and Bruce Arians said like they never really envisioned actually using him. We're putting him out there because of how deep they are at tight end, but situations are what they are. And not only was Cody McElroy on the field, James, he was double covered. He was double covered by the New England Patriots defense. Cody McElroy getting a huge compliment from an NFL defense out there. And I mean, that just kind of shows what the New England Patriots are doing. I think it's more a sign of just how little NFL defenses are starting to respect or how much they're starting to lose respect uh, to the Buccaneers running game. We know Ronald Jones. Uh, I mean, he, Bruce Terry still says he loves Rojo. You know what I mean? So take it for what it's worth. But Ronald Jones hasn't really been on the field that much. Leonard Fournette had a really good game. So if that is – well, let me ask you first, James. Do you think that's what we're seeing? That NFL defenses are basically starting to say, look, you're not going to be this with the running game. We know that. We've seen it enough enough times with this with this team in this formation. You're not going to beat us with your running backs. We're going to make you beat us with Tom Brady. And as weird as that sounds, I mean, you put nine guys in coverage – you know, or eight guys in coverage and two or three guys uh, pa- rushing the passer. I mean, even Tom Brady, you know, he, he can't just make space. He's not Moses. He can't just part the Patriots secondary and say, let there be touchdowns. Um, what do you think is happening here? Uh, I mean, not just this game, too, but you look at the Rams game. Well, I, I think the Patriots game is a little bit of an isolated incident, right? I mean, the the Rams game, that's a very talented defense. And it, it's amazing how talented they are and how unknown so many of their players are like you mentioned the Rams defense and there's only two names that people come up with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, right? So it's not that, that 
the Rams did anything spectacular, but I think what the Patriots did was they came out and they said, Brady's coming back. Brady is not going to beat us. Brady, as you said, he can't part defenders who are double covering every receiver that's out there. They Their game plan was, we're going to give Tom these looks on defense that he thinks he knows. Then all of a sudden, we're going to turn on a dime and we're going to double cover everyone. I don't care if their name is Cody Greg McElroy. I don't care. Tom is not beating us. If they want to win this game, they have to do it with their running backs that have done absolutely nothing all year long. And luckily, playoff Lenny, Foxborough Lenny, whatever Lenny you want to call him, he showed up and he really helped out. Rojo's the one that got the touchdown. And the only reason I think that happened is because Fournette was gassed. He had run that entire drive. So I don't think this is something that other teams can kind of pluck out and and utilize the way we saw the Cowboys offensive game plan kind of utilized against the Bucks defense with the quick, heavy passing attack to avoid the pass rush, how that also worked for the Falcons. It worked for the Rams, but it's it's something that Belichick wanted to make sure was done and his crazy weird kid you know was able to implement that as the defensive game plan so I don't think it's a problem moving forward I think that was the Patriots strategy and and they performed it beautifully yeah I mean they absolutely did and you know give them all the credit in the world and that's something I mean Yusuf even mentioned it uh, in the voicemail on yesterday's episode I actually saw him tweet it as well later on I think that was on Tuesday or on Monday rather uh, that he sent that tweet out that you know he'd been telling people all week and I don't know how many people he has around him that were telling him the Bucs are going to blow the Patriots out of the water, but he said he had been telling people all week that the that the defense was going to be better. And you go back to, to two years ago, even when when the Patriots uh, still had Tom Brady, they didn't have a lot of weapons for him, um, but they were they were still a playoff team mainly because of that defense, and they had a lot of COVID opt-outs last year, uh, and that kind of affected things for them. So New England has been a very good defensive team really throughout Bill Belichick's tenure. I know Tom Brady has obviously been a huge impact there, but – uh, speaking of defenses and not the New England defense, right? Mike DeBate is going to have plenty to say about the New England Patriots defense. So if you want to check him out over the Locked On Patriots podcast, good friend of ours, highly recommend it. But let's talk about the Buccaneers defense because that's what uh, the logos there say is Locked On Bucks. Um, not good, James. Not good in, in the secondary. Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, injury. Carlton Davis III, injury. Jamel Dean, injury. Sean Murphy Bunting, injury. I mean, Jordan Whitehead started the season off the field because of an injury. He's the only starting DB on the field now. Like the the tables have turned. How the how the turns have tabled, or how, how whatever the, the saying is that I'm butchering, like Greg McElroy, uh, which obviously is required. The Buccaneers bringing guys like Richard Sherman, Pierre Desir, who I didn't honestly name. This isn't any disrespect to him. Uh, I when I heard the name was was joining the Bucks, I was a little surprised to hear that he's still playing NFL football. Happy for him. You know what I mean? It's it's a name I hadn't heard. In a long time, and not only are they having to bring those guys in, but Richard Sherman's playing on two days practice, starting playing all but one snap against the yeah. England Patriots. Again, BA was asked about it, very happy with what Richard was able to do. It kind of shows you uh, that that NFL savvy. And and real quick, James, what are your thoughts on these injuries? Okay, just just real quick for those who missed it, Antoine Winfield Jr. BA says it's it's he doesn't think it's likely uh, that they're going to get him cleared from concussion protocol before next weekend against Miami. So probably expect him to be missing Carlton Davis apparently was in the MRI machine as they were speaking. So we'll get more from him. Jamel Dean basically BA said, we're going to wait till Wednesday to see what happens there. And then SMB is coming along, but he's not coming back. Obviously 
um, which obviously makes Richard Sherman and Pierre Desir even all that more uh, important, and Ross Cockrell, who got plenty of playing time as well. What do you think about the impacts of uh, Richard Sherman, and, and how much better do you think he's going to get with a week of a full week of practice and meetings? I think he is going to get better, and, and he's going to continue to get better the more he's there, obviously, because he's getting more practice time. He's getting more acclimated to the scheme. He's getting more comfortable back on an NFL field. This is a guy that missed the last two weeks with the 49ers in the 2020 season because of an injury. He hasn't played a game since like December 20th. So he had no team to join for OTAs. He had no team for minicamp. He had no team for training camp. Part of that obviously was his own doing with his off-field legal issues, but this is a guy that had been out of football for nine months. So it's going to take a little while to be acclimated and to get used to playing NFL football again. He tweeted out himself that it was not the best performance that he's ever had, but he's going to continue to get better. He's going to continue to work to improve. And the team is looking to him now as being the guy in the secondary. Now, I have faith that Jamel Dean is going to play. He practiced all week long last week, so it was a little bit surprising to see that he wasn't going to play, but again, in that you know, in that game in those conditions, it's probably better that Dean didn't play dealing with a knee injury. It could have been way 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 worse. I mean, we saw Carlton Davis who had been nursing an injury and and now he's dealing with another one. It, it, it's completely unrelated, but you don't want a guy with a knee injury being out there in a monsoon yeah. trying to play football. So I, I think he's going to come back. I think Richard Sherman is going to continue to get better. I would say probably I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out here. Now circle the Indianapolis Colts game, circle that game. We were talking about Thanksgiving weekend next month. That is when I think full Richard Sherman is back. I think it's going to take him that long to get yeah. comfortable enough and in football shape enough that that will be the first game that we see vintage Sherman from beginning to end. We're going to see flashes, mm -hmm. but that'll be the game. Yeah. And listen, I mean, you know, the, the good news is there's, there's a row, uh, there's, there's a bye week in there somewhere. There's, there's a schedule of teams that this team can play on the defense that kind of allows them a little bit of room for error as Richard Sherman gets his football legs back under him. And some of these guys uh, get healthy again. And then hopefully eventually Sean Murphy bunting, comes back but uh what is back james is football we're down a quarter right i mean i know it's not a clean quarter because of the extra game but we're through four games this is when the nfl season starts week five typically you kind of know what teams are you kind of know what they're bringing to you now you have film to study from this season uh so that's where we really kind of start to know who teams are and, and who they aren't and this is where you and i are going to start nailing our picks at tally site that we tweet every weekend and we're also going to start nailing our parlays at betonline.ag because they are the number one spot for all pro and college football action this season, you and I talk all the time about our bets on betonline.ag. It's a lot of fun. Sure. This weekend was not very good to me. Thanks, Tennessee Titans. Now, with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website today using your computer or mobile device. Sign up and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, use the promo code Locked On on your first deposit, and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus. Use it on football, basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, whatever you want. Take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 NFL season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts.
Segment two here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. Thank you again for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen every day. We are still free. We are still available on all platforms. If you're watching, you obviously know we're on YouTube. If you're listening, hey, by the way, we're on YouTube. So go check us out. James, Takeaway Tuesday. We're about to get into our takeaways from this game. But first, I want to hear another takeaway from a Bucks fan. So let's hear from a member of Bucks Nation. Hello, this is Anthony from California. I'm calling in with a couple questions. Question number one, um, how worried should we be about bad officiating? There was several calls, especially on the Patriots last drive, uh, pass interference and false starts that weren't called. Um, several calls during the Rams game and then against the Falcons game, there was several calls before halftime. Even where the announcers were like, man, I don't, I don't know where they got that from or, I don't know why they didn't call that. And then um, number two, uh, the question is, um, how, how worried should we be about our secondary? You know, Carlson Davis went down, Antoine Winfield went down, Sherman came just in the nick of time. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know how worried we should be. You know, I'm not in panic mode. I have trust in the defense. And the third question actually is, Involving crowd noise, you know, there were a couple of routes that I saw that there was some miscommunication. I know it's the second year of the team, first year with full crowds. But, um, you know, I feel like crowd noise was a factor. And uh, I just, I felt like there was some miscommunication. And um, I just want to know your opinion. Should we worry, be worried about crowd noise? Is this team, obviously this team's not peaking, injuries, officiating, you know, seems really young. But um, I'm just calling in with some concerns. I'm not panicking. I'm not worried. But um, I see there's still work that needs to be done. And I see us going into the bye, um, you know, uh, without losing a game or just losing one, you know. Eagles, Miami, Bears, you know, I don't see us losing any of those games. So, uh, cool. Let me know what you guys think. Have a good day. God bless. Bless. Anthony, thank you so much for calling. Um Look, I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm always worried about officiating. Always. Because you know, up until probably David what the, you know, after the Bears game last year, you know, the Bucks were constantly shooting themselves in the foot with penalties. And yep. it had been that way for I don't know, like the last 15 years. Yep. So early in the season, Already through four games, the Buccaneers have the second most penalties in the NFL called against them, and they have the most penalty yards against them in the NFL. So something changed between the end of last year and the beginning of this year to where they're they're falling back into their old habits, and it's stupid mental mistakes. Now, some of them, Anthony, you're, you're 100% right. It's bad calls. The, the defensive pass interference against Jordan Whitehead on that final Patriots drive was egregious. That was absolutely terrible. Whitehead was going to make a play on the ball, and Henry's the one that came across Whitehead's face. Now, if anything, that's offensive pass interference, but something needs to change inside that building. Something needs to get in these guys' heads to get rid of these stupid false starts and illegal formations and these just boneheaded penalties. Penalties are going to happen. They're going to happen in every single game, but you can't have these self-inflicted wounds that are easily avoidable. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as secondary is concerned, I mean, look, whenever you got four out of five starters injured, you're going to be, you're going to be concerned about it. You know what I mean? But Rich Sherman did 
uh, look good against. Honestly, I think it's 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 an opponent that he, it's going to be harder uh, to play against. And you know, you never want to sleep on any NFL team, but I think that's probably the, the biggest challenge uh, was was this past weekend that he's going to face until he really has a chance to get his legs under him. Um, I will say this though: when you talk about why did the Buccaneers sign a guy like Richard Sherman versus trading for a guy like C.J. Henderson? C.J. Henderson has yet to prove that he can even play in the NFL. And I don't mean against receivers. I mean in an NFL defense. We don't even know if he understands schemes. We don't even understand if he can play with his teammates uh, out, out there in Jacksonville. Well, you know Richard Sherman can ball. The question was not about could Richard Sherman play in the NFL. It was how quickly could he adapt to the scheme. So you put a guy out there, you at least know how he knows how to handle the National Football League. And that's basically what you saw as a guy relying on his instincts and his NFL experience. So as far as crowd noise is concerned, I mean, crowd noise is always going to make an impact. Uh, nobody's immune to it. I wouldn't be concerned about crowd noise moving forward. The more they face it, the more they practice against it, the more they get experience against it, the better off they'll be. Uh, I think they'll be just fine there. But, James, let's get into our takeaway. So, again, Anthony, appreciate your phone call, your takeaways, and your questions. Uh, my first takeaway, James, Vita Vea is continuing to be the best teammate among a bunch of great teammates. Listen, I tweeted out earlier on Monday, if the NFL ever creates an assist category for sacks, tackles, for some quarterback hits, Vita Vea is going to become the John Stockton of the National Football League. Listen to some of these observations. First sack of the game, Joe Tryon Shoinka. Vita Vea pushes the pocket, runs past Mac Jones, doesn't try to get the sack himself, runs his blocker through the pocket behind Mac Jones, clearing the way for that rookie to get his first NFL sack, forces a 39 on the first drive of the game. The Pats end up punting. Later on, 30 and 10, that interception by Antoine Winfield. Yeah, Vita Vea again. Eats the center, pushes him into the left guard, opening the hole that Devin White comes screaming through, slams into Mac Jones. Mac Jones throws it off his back foot. What happens when you throw off your back foot? The ball goes high. The ball gets flat. It's exactly what happened. Ross Cockrell and Nelson Aguilar both tip it into the air. Antoine Winfield Jr. comes down with the ball. Assist to Vita Vea. Downfield throwback pass. Remember that one uh, that helped force the fourth down play? Vita Vea impacts on that one. Third quarter, second and six. Vita Vea pushes his guy back into the face of Mac Jones. Doesn't let the quarterback step up into the pocket. Will Golson gets a sack, does their little quarterback sack dance. Very next play, Vita Vea takes out the right tackle and the right guard. Literally, right guard. His, his butt crack is eating grass. Opens the door. Opens the door. Joe Tryon Schwenka crushes Mac Jones for his second career sack. Pats go from second and six to fourth and 21 on those two plays. Again, two alley-oop slam dunk assists from my boy Vita Vea on the Patriots' second touchdown drive. He was out of that drive, James, until the very last two plays. And then on the majority of that Patriots' go-ahead drive in the mid-fourth quarter, out until the very end of that drive. That is the impact Vita Vea makes. Zero stats. The thumbnail for this episode is going to highlight the fact that Vita Vea had zero stats, but that's the impact John Stockton of the, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line makes for this team. All right, you could even say the Wayne Gretzky. We, we all know that I'm a hockey guy. could say guy. the Wayne Gretzky, yes. I mean, the dude is the NHL's all-time leading scorer if you take away all his goals because of all those assists. And people wonder why we talk about how important uh, Vita Vea is to this defense. Uh, and it's not always going to show up on the stat sheet. That's why you can't stat scout. It's about watching the game. So it, Vita Vea, best nose tackle in football. The best, hands down, and it's exactly how you laid it out. That is why he is the best. 
So David, my first takeaway, and I'm going to be quick about this because it's something that I talked about last week with Evan Klosky on our Wednesday episode, and it really did come to fruition. I was kind of doing the benefit of the doubt thing that Tom Brady has been in every situation that you could possibly be in. He has faced every kind of adversity you could ever kind of face, but the emotions of his return to New England, could he compartmentalize those and approach it like a regular football game. You mentioned on yesterday's episode, he didn't go through his normal pregame warm-up routine out on the field because of the emotions, because of the situation. And I think it took him out of his game a little bit. We joke around about how Tom Brady's an alien. Tom Brady's a robot. He's not even really human. Well, Tom Brady showed that he absolutely is human and the emotions and the moment actually kind of got the better of him as the offense struggled to put up points. So hopefully it's something that is now out of his system. But I, I think that the poor performance outside of just the weather was also an issue of he just was in his feelings for that game. All right. Well, this episode, of course, free and on all platforms Thanks to people like Rock Auto. With an ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless and intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Don't do that. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore. They're easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Wrapping things up here on a Takeaway Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. David, let's kick it over to the voicemail line and uh, hear who else is calling in in response to the Buccaneers win over the Patriots. Good morning, gentlemen. This is Manny from Matt Moore. Um, fire the cannons, baby. We'll take it. Wasn't the prettiest, but we weren't playing a Trump team there were, you know, the Patriots were looking good. I'm really actually impressed with their quarterback. Um, that, that kid's going to have a secure future in the league for sure. Um, just, you know, I think it was a pretty emotional night for Tom altogether. Um, you know, uh, the game was, you know, at times sloppy, at times we missed opportunities. At times our defense shine, at times it didn't. So, you know, it's all the, I feel the normal and until we get, you know, synced up. Um, I, I, I feel bad for, for Sherman, man. He looked, I mean, if he can't do what he did with two practices and at times he kind of looked a little like, like a little off, a little confused or whatnot. And he still played. I can only imagine uh, what he's going to bring to the, to the team after, after he gets all acclimated uh, with the playbook and all that. So I'm really excited about that. Definitely uh, not good to see. 
our boy uh, 24 go out of the game. Um, Carlton, uh, it's definitely much needed, and and we're just you know hoping and praying that that he's okay. Um, I'm just I'm just excited. Um, I really am. I mean, we you, you know we 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 went in there. He he's a human being. Tom Brady is a human being, right? I mean, he's a professional football player. He's been doing this for many years. But I mean, a night like last night, it, it, it's going to get to you some at some point. I mean, it you know he broke the yards record, right? But all of the yardage that he did. Um, that he threw for in his career, where in this field, and most likely for this team that that he was playing against last night, uh, it showed at the end of the game how you know he he and the rest of the other teams, the Patriots team, were appreciative of what he's done and what he's brought to this game. And you know, I, I think that was the edge last night. I think that's that's why he was off a little bit. Yeah, we can blame it on the weather too, and the rain and all that stuff. But you know, I, I feel like. Hey, you know, again, uh, you're a human being, man. You're not made out of steel. And I think that with all the emotion, the yards record, you know, coming back to Foxborough, you know, and playing there and all that stuff, and it just really played a role into into his performance and, you know, as, as far as uh, some sort of impact to it. Looking forward to the Dolphins game. I'm actually traveling down from Atmore to come see come see them play. I'm excited about that. Uh, we'll take it. I just hope that, uh, you know, our, our defense is, uh, while, while banged up, can – it made some comebacks, and again, I'm looking forward to to what Sherman is going to bring to the team after after he gets acclimated. Fighter cannons, we won, baby. We'll take it. Let's go to the next one. God bless. Manny, thank you so much for the call. Always great to hear from you. And hey, yeah, have man. an absolutely great time at the game, uh, David. I'm going to kick it over to you. Let you respond to uh, to this voicemail because yeah. he basically echoed my sentiments there. Uh, uh, from my first takeaway, so I'm glad I, I did that one first instead of waiting until uh, until after the call. Yeah, listen, uh, Richard Sherman, 51.8 coverage grade from PFF in his first week in the 2021 NFL season. Not good, uh, not not good. But you know something. But like you said, I mean, he got the job done, and he's a professional. And, and getting a full week uh, of practice is definitely going to help. Uh, Karen took his quick stab, James, who the top graded cornerback was cornerback for the Buccaneers uh, this weekend. Pierre Desir. Ross Cockrell, my right. guy. So coming back a little bit. Top five, actually. He's, he's in the top five uh, with one game left to play here in a little bit after we're done recording. But, yeah, I mean, great points, Manny. Uh, obviously, we we agree with you. And, listen, I'm just happy that uh, finally I get to respond to one of your voicemails instead of James and Evan taking all the Manny from Atmore love. But, James, let's wrap up our Takeaway Tuesday here. Uh, you're up next. What's your, what's your final takeaway from uh, the week uh, that was against the New England Patriots? Yeah, again, I'm going to make this one quick because it is something that we did kind of touch on a little bit on yesterday's show, and it's something that I wrote up in my pick six over at BucksNation.com. Look, this injury bug has been devastating, and it goes beyond the secondary. We're also talking about Jason Pierre-Paul. We're talking about Rob Gronkowski. We're talking about Scotty Miller. We're talking about Giovanni Bernard. There are tons of injuries, and part of the reason this Bucks team won a Super Bowl last year is because they stayed healthy and they avoided COVID. We had, you know, other than Vita Vea's injury, we pretty much had the same team on the field all year. Mm -hmm. So this injury bug, while devastating, could also be perfectly timed. And real quick, I'm going to run down the stretch that the Bucks have coming up over the course of the next few weeks. They're, they play Miami. Have fun at that, Manny. You're, you're going to enjoy. At Philadelphia, against the Bears, at the Saints, at the Washington football team, versus the Giants, at the Colts, at the Falcons. Mm -hmm before they play Buffalo at home in December. So you could be hard-pressed to find a team that's going to be at, even at 500 
uh-huh. on the upcoming schedule. So the Buccaneers now have the opportunity to get right and get healthy and get these guys back for the end of the season run when they take on the Bills, the Saints, the Panthers, the Jets, and the Panthers again before the playoffs start. So if you're going to have the injury bug hit, it's good to have it hit now as long as those guys are able to come back. And we're not talking about ACL tears and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I like the angle on that, and and you're 100% right. If they're healthy for that stretch, and especially against the Buffalo Bills, uh, then, you know, you're probably looking at – uh, pretty good at things. And yeah, I mean, outside of, I mean, honestly, like when Mike Evans was hurt, Chris Godwin was hurt, Scotty Miller was hurt. It's like, man, this team just can't get right with injuries right. in 2020. Right. Well, 2021 was like, yeah, hold my beer. So, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> things can get worse. And then, I mean, yeah, Rojo and Devin there at the end of the season. But I mean, if this team is only missing a guy, you know what I mean? Then we're probably talking about an undefeated team right now, but they're missing multiple, multiple people up right. to this point. So that's a good takeaway and a good angle, uh, and a good way to, uh, to look at that. My last takeaway from week four, James, Tristan Wirfs, I'm staying in the trenches, only getting better in his second season. Uh, some some really amazing things. Look, one-armed blocks. Like, this guy is out there literally just putting out a paw and saying, no, Patriots defensive lineman, you will not do what you want to do to my quarterback. Thank you. Kicking out on screens. Uh, I saw him lead block off tackle on a run on the onto the perimeter. Uh, there, there was a stretch there, James, going back and watching. The Patriots stopped rushing. Tristan Wirfs, like they just, there was a stretch there where they just stopped putting a guy and and setting. They just dropped a guy in coverage, or they try to go somewhere else. They basically just stopped. Matt Judon, um, look, he has some really explosive plays. He has some standout plays. None of them came against Tristan Wirfs. They were all on Donovan Smith, and we're not going to get into that. Uh, the Rojo touchdown. Listen, Ali Marpet cleared out, cleared out a lane there, uh, pulled, and I know a lot of people are like, oh man, when you see Ali Marpet pulling uh, to block, that's a scary sight. And I agree. Go back and watch that play again. Tristan Wirfs. Uh, the ball gets snapped. He, he's looking for work. He's like, where's the guy to block? There's nobody. You know what? I'll go find work. Gets to the second level, engages Patriots linebacker, Dante Hightower. As Ronald Jones is running towards the end zone, he's got a DB, I think it was, on his back trying to pull on and not really having any success. There's a Patriots linebacker coming in from Rojo's left side looking to make a play. That was Dante Hightower. You know why he's not making a play? Because Tristan Worse was five yards upfield making sure that Dante Hightower couldn't make a play. Tristan Worse was making sure he was engaged had something to do, and was putting in work for his team. That's why Rojo was in the end zone. So, I mean, this guy, oh, by the way, also a lead blocker on a, on a Leonard Fournette, that big gainer on that screenplay uh, there in the fourth quarter, helped set up a go-ahead field goal. Yeah, Tristan Wirfs was a lead blocker on there. I mean, look, I love a lot of guys on this team. Tristan Wirfs, second year, no sophomore slump here. This dude is a sophomore stud, uh, absolutely thoroughly impressed. I wanted to watch the trenches when I went back and watched it. We know a lot about the skill position players. I knew we were going to talk about Tom Brady just naturally all that stuff and the injuries, but I wanted to get into the trenches a little bit because, you know, in real time when you're tweeting, you're getting ready to write articles, record, uh, you know, episodes, you don't really focus on the trenches as much. So I really wanted to get in there and Vita Vey and Tristan Worse. I mean, no surprise, right? But came away. I mean, just blew me away with their performance in that game. Call your shot. Is Tristan Worse an all pro this year? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if he stays healthy, right, that's that's the big question. Can he stay healthy? Can anybody stay healthy? But yeah, if he stays healthy, I mean, I don't see how he can. I mean, again, when you're talking about other teams scheming for you, right? Usually you're talking about skill position players. The New England Patriots literally came out and they're like, Hey guys, listen, we're going to cha- change the scheme up. Nobody rush on the right tackle. We're just, not, we're just not going to do it anymore. It's not even worth it. Like it's almost like Steph Curry, like, Hey guys, we're not going to double him. Cause I mean, he's just going to throw it over your heads anyway. I mean, that's literally what the New England Patriots don't say. Nice. They eventually at a certain point, it's not for the entire game. Right. But there was a stretch there where they literally just stopped giving Tristan Wirfs work. And they're like, you know what? Let's, let's use our assets elsewhere where maybe we might have some success. It was amazing. 
All right. Well, on that note, we are going to get out of here. Thank you again to each and every one of you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen every day, free and on all platforms, including now YouTube. Make sure you check us out over there. Please subscribe to the channel, set your notifications, and you'll be notified as soon as we post anything, because it's more than just these episodes that we're going to have up on the YouTube channel. Come back tomorrow as Evan Klosky and I come together again for WTSP Wednesday. For your second listen today, we suggest that you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It is free and available on all platforms. Thank you to Anthony and Manny for sending in their voice voicemails. If you want to do the same, you can call in at 813-444-5841 or go ahead and shoot us an email over at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out everything we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRGoFirstBucks, at DHairSpain2, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. We thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks. Thank you.